Hello to all our Yawn listeners. Uh, it's Jodie again today and I am coming on here to talk to you about introductions. Now, introductions is something that adoptive parents all go through. Um, it's something that brings out good emotions, bad emotions, highs, lows, ups, downs and everything in between. Mine and my husband's experience with the introductions was brilliant, um, mainly down to uh, little man's foster carers, which I will come back to later on. So we'd heard lots of different things about introductions um, from various uh, adoption pages, not Yawn, because we weren't members of Yawn at this point in the process. Um, but from other prospective adopter pages. Um, there were quite a few positive stories, but there were some negative ones about not getting on with foster carers um, and things like that. Um, so I suffer with anxiety anyway, so does my husband, but he dealt with it all a lot better than I did. Um, as I've mentioned before uh, in the podcast, we um, tried to have children for a very long time before we started the adoption process. So I think for me, uh, the anxiety kind of was mainly over the fact that my brain couldn't let me believe that we were actually finally going to be parents. Um, with my anxiety I get a lot of horrible physical symptoms which I really struggled with I'll leave that to your imagination as to what it was but it wasn't nice um I didn't eat for the whole time we were down um where the foster carers live um so by the time we actually came home I was quite poorly um but that's another story that I will touch on later so we had to book an Airbnb um, because little man came from four hours away from where we live. So we did that. Um, the Airbnb were absolutely amazing because I actually emailed them and said, look, we might need to cancel at last minute because if our matching panel doesn't go through, we're not going to be coming. Um, and they were so good about it. I mean, I'm not saying that every single Airbnb is going to be like that, but the, the owners of our one were really, really good. And when we got down there, we went into our room and they'd actually left us a present for Little Man um, and written us a really beautiful card. Um, so that was really, really nice. Um, the first night that we were down there, we did a video chat. Um, we had done a couple of video chats before, um, before actually started, the introductions actually started. Uh, which was lovely um, and little man he was only 10 months well not even quite 10 months so he wasn't really that interested in the in the phone um, but the morning that we were actually going to be starting the physical introductions um, it was very nerve-wracking um, obviously we'd spoken to the foster carers and stuff on the phone we'd seen them on video chat um, and we got on really well but obviously it's different talking to someone on a phone than it is meeting in person. Um, so yeah, we were very, very nervous. Um, the first time we were only meant to be there for an hour. We did stay a little bit longer than that, I think. But just because it was going so well. Um, little man took to us straight away. He 
loved his little introductions teddy that we took down with us that we'd been sleeping with so it smelt like us for him to have during the introductions um i will add this all happened in september 2020 so obviously we were in the midst of the pandemic um we didn't know whether we were going to actually be able to do the introductions because it had the rule of six and at the time um, the foster carers also had two other children in their care um, but you know our foster carers were amazing they spoke to their management they spoke to their local MP just to check that everything was okay um, but because obviously that is their job to be foster carers we were okay to go ahead um, so obviously that was another thing that had caused anxiety before we went um, but yeah the first day that we met him um it was just amazing um i don't really know how else to describe it except for that amazing really um he came straight up to us was happy to play with us he actually let me pick him up and have a cuddle so i did get first cuddle i think daddy was a little bit jealous um but the second day when we could stay a little bit longer we did manage to get a family photo um and um, we were very lucky because the um, foster carer did take photos of our first meeting as well so we do have photos of that so that is one thing that I would say um, if you can ask your foster carers before you get there whether they would mind taking some photos of your first introductions because that moment is basically like a, a birth mum giving birth you know it's your first meeting with your child it's the, the, it's the beginning of the rest of their life um, and it's, it is a very important stage in their life. So, yeah, so the d second day was great again. We did a couple of hours with him um, and then we did actually feed him lunch that day um, just because he was so settled. Some children, obviously, might take a little bit longer to take to you. That's not your fault. It's not their fault. It's not the foster carer's fault. It's just the way it is. Um our son had been with the foster carers since four days old so for him and and then obviously with 2020 being the way it was he hadn't really seen anybody or met anybody else um during his nine months of being with them so we were very surprised as to how well he he took to us um but i do think that has a lot to do with the really secure attachment he had with his foster carers and still does um, you know, we still speak to them and still see them when we can. Um, and he is great with them. Um, so as with most people's uh, introductions, we gradually stayed longer and longer. Um, we were down at their house for about 10 days, I think it was. Um, so by the end of the, those 10 days, we were doing bath time, bedtime routine. We were feeding him. Um so actually, no, that was nine days I think we were down there and then they came up to us on the 10th day. Um, so the first day back at our house, again, he was amazing. Um, he didn't show any sort of nervousness or anything when the foster carers left him. Um, he ate the food I cooked for him on the first day, which I was really worried that he wasn't going to because obviously he hadn't long been weaning by this point, so... Um, he was just used to what what the foster carers had given him. Um, so that was really, really good. Um, 
We actually, the first night, he went back to stay with uh, the foster carers in their accommodation. Um, we actually then contacted the social workers, our social worker, his social worker, and our foster carers' uh, social worker as well, to see whether we could change the introduction plan a little bit because he was so settled with us um, and so happy for us to bath him and everything that we felt like it would see it would be silly to keep taking him back to the foster carers to go to bed so um he was actually meant to stay overnight with them for another couple of nights but the second night of them being up where we live he actually slept the night um at our house i say slept um we had a very restless night for the first night um my husband and i actually decided to go to bed at the same time as him because we were exhausted <laughs> um but, you know, he was nine months old in a new place, in a new bed with new people. It was bound to happen. Um, but as the next sort of few nights went on, um, he got more and more settled. He had always woken up in the night with the foster carers as well. So we knew we weren't going to get him sleeping through um, straight away because he'd never done that. So we weren't expecting miracles. Um, but, you know, by the end of the introductions, we'd got it down to waking maybe two or three times a night, which was average for him. So he did settle really, really quickly, which I know we were incredibly lucky because a lot of children don't settle that quickly. But again, I think it is down to the fact that his foster carers had such a good relationship with him and they'd got him into a routine of going to bed at a certain time and having bath time and all that sort of stuff that we just continued doing what they did. Um, we did change a few bits to his routine, which they do say you're not supposed to do. But if we hadn't done that, he, I don't think he would have settled as quickly as he did. Um, for instance, at the time of us adopting him, we lived in a two bedroom flat. So he did have his own room, just as he had done at the foster carers. But we only had um, the living room, which was essentially our living room and dining room and playroom. Whereas um, at the foster carer's house, he'd got the playroom, um, the kitchen where they ate their meals, and they had the living room as well, which is where he spent the time before bed, like his chill time. Um, but because we didn't have that, he wasn't settling to go to bed as well because everything was all in the same room. Like he didn't have that routine of, right, you play in this room, you go and have your dinner in that room, and then we go and settle down in the living room. He had to do everything in that one room and I think it was just too confusing for him. So um, instead of kind of doing quiet time before bed and rocking him to sleep in the living room, we then moved that to his bedroom um, and he settled so much quicker doing that. And actually, um, because the foster carers used to get him to sleep in a rocker chair, within a week of him being with us, he was going straight into his cot because he knew that it wasn't the same as being at the foster carers and this is what he did at his new house. Um, I know I, I'm making it sound like it's really easy and it won't be for a lot of people, but I just want people to know that for some people it is quite a simple process and it is a simple transition. Um, it's not all the horror stories that you hear about, you know, children rejecting you and all that sort of stuff. Um, obviously that does happen and it is really, really hard for parents. Um, but for us, it was really, really good. Um, 
so yeah the end of introductions the last day was really really hard um because the foster carers had to come and say goodbye we had our our social worker at our house to sort of oversee the goodbye um and obviously having had him from four days old it was always going to be really difficult for them to say goodbye to him um and I'm a real empath so for me when someone I see someone crying that sets me off um so it literally was a flying visit in the morning just to come and say goodbye um and then leave um we knew we'd be seeing them again in two weeks when they did their sort of follow-up visit um with us um and what was lovely for them is they managed to actually go and have a holiday um while in that two weeks um before they came back to us which was nice that they actually got to have a break um because you know for for foster carers they don't always know when they're going to get their next children and they can literally be like like rotate revolving doors you know one one goes out and one comes in so for them to be able to have a break was really really good for them um and it and it was good for us knowing that we could just give them a ring because they were on holiday um so they weren't like busy with a new child or anything um and they were happy for us to ring if we needed to as well and we managed to do a couple of video calls while they were away just so that little man um didn't think that they'd just completely abandoned him um I do think it's really important to have a good relationship with your foster carers. Some foster carers, um, from what I've seen, do want to just like basically cut the child out once they've gone because they find it too hard, especially if they've been with them for a long time. But in the long run, it's better for the child to have a little bit of a relationship with them, even if it is only for a little while after the adoption's happened, just for that continuity so that they know that they haven't been left by them because they are a big part of their lives. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, they're their parents while they're with them. You know, he was with them from four days old. He's known no other parent because he didn't really have any contact sessions because of COVID. And the ones he did have were over the phone, which as a baby, that's what use is that? You know, they can't, a little baby can't see that far away from their face, let alone distinguish people on a phone call, uh, like a video chat. So, you know, they were the only people that he knew. Um, so we are in forever grateful that they were as good as they were because, well, as good as they are, because we're still in touch with them now and they're great. Um, so, yeah, we had the visit two weeks later and it was great again. Um, little man didn't get too upset. Um, he was a little bit, bit more... Um, disturbed through the night um, I would say but I that could have been anything that caused that because you know yeah he had teeth coming and it was coming up to his birthday and yeah there was a lot going on he was in a new home and he'd started meeting family and stuff as well by this point um, so yeah he had a lot going on so it could it could have been the visit but it could have been a list of, any, of many things um, that caused him to be a bit, a bit sleepless in the night but but it was it was a good visit um, we then had another visit from them um, about a month later um, so we didn't meet at our home this time we went out for lunch um, and little man was great with them he wasn't wary or anything he was happy to go for a cuddle and things like that but he looked to us for comfort which 
is amazing. You know, he'd spent nearly 10 months of his life, well, the only 10 months of his life, his whole life, with them. And, you know, being with us for like six weeks, he was then sort of looking to us for the support and the comfort, which is amazing. Um, you know, for him to have settled in that short space of time. But again, like I've said, I think it's because he had such a good attachment with them. Um, and funnily enough, he's actually recently just started nursery and um, they've actually said that the lockdown babies, so to speak, um, have been the easiest children to transition into nursery because they've got such secure attachments with their parents because they've been with them day in day out for so long because of covid that they're they're just going into nursery with no problems and little man was exactly the same he he goes in he's absolutely fine he doesn't even say goodbye to me most days um and you know and i think that all does stem from the beginning of his life with the foster carers that he had um whether he would have been the same if he'd have had different foster carers i don't know i i don't think he would um but yeah, so our introductions were great. Um, I don't think there's a lot that I would change about it. Um, I probably, possibly would have called the doctor beforehand and got myself some anti-anxiety medication um, beforehand so that I could eat during introductions because I was exhausted all the time because I didn't eat all the way through um, because I had such an upset stomach from anxiety. Um, that I just couldn't face food. I mean, I lost weight during the introductions and I'm a big girl, so it didn't hurt, but it wasn't healthy and I probably wasn't the best mum that I could have been during that time because I wasn't eating. Um, but, yeah. Other than that, it was a brilliant experience. Um, whether I'd want to do it again, I don't know because we haven't really discussed whether we would go through adoption again I don't think we will but um, mainly partly because we had such a good experience with little man's foster carers and the whole experience that if it didn't live up to that and if the other foster carers weren't as good or as nice um, it wouldn't be such a great experience for us um, so yeah it's a difficult one we haven't really gone through that yet but watch this space I suppose um, we have only had him uh, for like 18 months so it's still quite early days really in the grand scheme of things so we've got plenty of time to, to work out whether we want to do it again um, but I'm sure you guys will be the first to know if we do <laughs> um, so yeah that is kind of my little podcast about introductions I hope you enjoyed um, if you've got any questions then uh, let us know the yawn group um, is still up and running we're still chatting we're still coming up with new ideas for the podcast if anyone's got any topics that they would like to see us discuss then please let us know um, like and subscribe so that you get notifications for when we've got a new podcast up and we will speak to you soon bye bye